0: Welcome, sports fans to studio B Chino Hills uh, this is week 4 of the TMG podcast we have a lot of uh, background noise put down your pencils class put down your pencil <laughs> 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 this is a you know, this is this is a uh, this is a test um, it's not a test we're live anyway this is uh, the TMG podcast week 4 TMGCollegeSports.com. sports.com this is Chris Dufrain and I have the other Three amigos, Uh, Tony Barnhart is with us, Herb Gould and Mark Blauchin. We're on a big group call, and we're going to talk about what we've seen in college football, what we're going to see in college football, and uh, have some fun for the next uh, uh, six and a half hours. I mean, uh, probably a half hour. But um, let's just kind of start off talking about uh, what, tell me something, and we'll start with Herb. Tell me something you know now about the season that you didn't know three weeks ago. This is like the dating. Game. It sounds like the dating game, uh, but uh, tell me something you didn't know now that you something you know now that you didn't know on Labor Day. Herb, we'll start with you.
1: Well, I, I am just eminently impressed with Jeff Brom at Purdue. There you go. I don't, I don't care if Missouri is a mess. To go in there and, and pin their ears back like that after, you know, giving Louisville a pretty good game in, in game one, uh, you know, that cupboard looked awfully bare at Purdue, and, and I'm very impressed with the way they put things together. It's going to be very interesting. They're playing uh, at home against Michigan this week, and we'll find All out right. a lot more then. All right. Uh, okay, now let's go to our next contestant, T- uh, Tony. uh
0: what do you know? Tell me something you know now that you didn't know.
2: Uh, uh, two things, and they both involve the LSU Fighting Tigers. <laughs> no, no, number one, number one, they are not a very well-coached team. Ooh, okay? ooh. For, them, for them to go into Starkville, Mississippi, and, and look, Stark, Starkville was excited. Mississippi State was excited for this game. But to get beat thirty-seven to seven and get beat handily—that's that's one issue. That they were a team that was clearly not prepared to do that, to play in an atmosphere like that. That's number one. Number two, as I sat down and looked at the tape last night, they're simply not as good physically. They just—they do not have the players on the offensive and defensive lines, scrimmage that they have had for the last ten years since Nick Saban got there right. in, uh, in in oh one oh two. And so I think it's going to be a – this is not going to be a fun year for LSU. I I don't think it's going to – you know, they're not not going to have a losing season, but they're not going to challenge Alabama in the SEC West, I don't believe.
0: Yeah. Uh, Okay, Uh, that's – we'll get back to that probably, circle back to that. We'll have some follow-up questions. But uh, Mark Blauchin, tell me something you know about uh, that you didn't know.
3: Well, I, I, I think this is, this is sort of a, uh, you know, not a big deal. But I, I, I think I, we, I gave Deshaun Watson too much credit for Clemson. I think Clemson, uh, everyone assumed that he, he was gone. I mean, he, he took him to, to almost a, almost two national championships in two years. And everyone said he was gone. So he, I mean, they weren't going to win the national championship. They weren't going to win, win their own division. Well, I think they're pretty good. And I, and I think they're they're pretty good, damn good team. And and I and I, and I, I I do this with you know some some hesitation, but but I, I'll give him his due. Dabo Sweeney's a pretty damn good coach. I mean, he mm-hmm. he knows his crew, but he can he can coach and he can get develop players. So I think that's pretty good, which I didn't I didn't really see. I mean, that but after about a month, I I think they're they're pretty good.
0: Yeah, as they say, they they seem to have it going there. Um, the thing that's, uh, you know, something here, here, this is probably obvious, but you know, something that I know now and that I should have known is you never, ever judge a team or a season based on the first game, uh, uh, or even the first half of the first game. And, and I'll bring in the, the Stanford Cardinal, uh, you know, which I thought after watching them roll rice, in in Australia, that's probably my first mistake. Any, any game in Australia should be discarded, but I uh-huh. thought I thought they were really good. And I go, wow, that's a that's a big old David Shaw team, and watch out. And then it turns out they're not good. Um, you know, and, and and just you have to you have to watch teams play. Uh, a week, maybe two. Now we're getting. I think now we're getting into the area where you can start to say, "Aha!" Even good and bad, as Tony was talking about. You know what? LSU. I don't. I don't see it. Um, uh, you know. And then you can start. You know. You can start to tell a character of a of a team and the physicality. Um, you know, I, I've been. I've been the luckiest guy in the world. I've been to two games this year. This was either good planning or, or or good luck. I I was at the UCLA A uh, and M game when UCLA came back from 34 down, uh, and I, I was on the field for both these comebacks. And then I was at USC Texas on Saturday, right next to Matthew McConaughey, who was back slapping the Texas Longhorns when they scored in the hmm. end, and, uh, and 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 USC prevailed in in two overtimes. You know. I think I might just not go out. I mean, I don't think I can top the top what I've seen so far, but, uh, you you have to see a team, uh, play and, and, and feel a team. And, And I was actually pretty impressed with Texas. You know, they're a big old, you know, people forget. They're still, they still got Texas players and they're big old strong guys. And you, I'm telling you, USC felt the pushback, uh, on the lines of scrimmage. And, uh, you know, Texas has test two losses, but I think um, you know I don't. I think they're not that far away. I don't. I, did, did you? you guys? Did, did any of you see any parts of that game, or were we all uh, occupied with other other stuff?
2: Or <sighs> Yeah, know? I mean, I saw it. I thought I thought Texas was well prepared, and I thought they played well given the uh, the atmosphere. Uh, but i still I still think they don't have what they need on the line of scrimmage. and I think Tom herman knew that when he took the job and but I say this it looks like they found him a quarterback uh, i don't think i don't think we'll be seeing it much more of Shane Bouchelle, the quarterback for the Longhorns I yeah, they found their guy they yeah. found their guy
0: that kid grew up on the field <laughs> you know he looked yeah. he went was like uh you know he uh, looked like a deer in the headlights in the first quarter, and then in you know as he got to the overtime, he looked like a four year veteran it was a what was a it was a fun trans transformation. Um, so you know we're not, we're kind of at the, the the time of the year where you're starting to see that you're starting to see trends emerge. Like Herb, you're talking about. You know what? Purdue looks like. Uh, Purdue looks like they're they're real. You know this is. You know I guess we'll find out this week. But uh, you know you're starting to see things.
1: Yeah, you know the other one that that was really uh, caught my eye was. The Nebraska thing, that's awfully messy out there. Um, Northern Illinois, you know, they've got a great record against Big Ten teams in recent years. I think that was their fourth win in their last five games. But Nebraska's got to be better than that. This isn't a real vintage Northern Illinois team. Uh, Two two interceptions for touchdowns, two pick sixes gave Northern Illinois a 14-0 lead. And then Nebraska, which I thought was going to have some offense, just had no comeback, and they're going to turn on Mike Riley out there the way they turned on Bill Callahan. Yeah. You know they they don't have the identity that Nebraska needs to have, and uh, I think they're in for a real rough ride. Yeah, turn turn. Uh, go ahead, Tony. I was just going to say, guys, we saw. Were
2: you guys with me? What? How many of you guys were with me? Remember, we went to Nebraska. To visit Bill Callahan, remember that trip. Yes, remember that trip? yes. And, and and Bill Callahan looked looked at us and said, uh, "Well, you know, guys, it's not like I'm trying to put a square peg in a round hole." And we walked and we walked away and so said, "That's exactly what he's trying to do." Okay, and that and that's where the decline of Nebraska really started. They tr- they tried to change the culture of the program, and then you know, then they joined the Big Ten, which is you know, financially it might have been the right to move, but culturally it's not been the right move for them. And now they're so, they're so, they're neither fish nor fowl. They don't know what they are. Anymore. Yeah. And they hired one of the nicest guys on the planet earth to be their coach. But what he's doing is not working and it's not going to work.
0: Yeah. So, it's like, rich reminds me of Rich Rod at Michigan, you know, good. Very yeah, similar. Good coach, wrong place. You know, wrong, yeah, I, wrong I coach. Think-
1: Ultimately, their solution, you know, as Tony mentioned, the switch from the Big 12 to the Big 10, that hurts them on the recruiting front because they got away from, you know, some of the Texas and Western stuff, and now they've got to go deal with more Big 10 country. I think what they need to do is they need to think about the way Barry Alvarez, an old Nebraska linebacker turned Wisconsin, my alma mater, around. They need to they need to go get a buckle your trint strap kind of a guy and they need to get a guy who can recruit the areas that they that they need to recruit now. You know, they need to go way back to basics. Les Miles. <laughs> that, by, by the way, did you hear Les? Les was a stitch on that. He was the third voice on that telecast, and he kept doing the we and they thing because his son is <laughs> a freshman linebacker. <laughs> and, 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 and Tim Brando was having a a riot with this. What are you going to be like when your son's actually on the field? <laughs> Not a good debut.
0: Yeah. Well, let me, let me tell you, t- turn it, turn on, on. Mike Riley is like turning on your grandma. You know, that's going to be a tough, you know, he'll, he'll, and that's, that's a tough one. Um, he, he again, he's a, he's a really good coach. I, he's a perfect coach for Corvallis, um, Oregon, you know, and some guys are just meant to be at a certain place. And, uh, uh, you will see. I mean, I saw them. They were, you know, they had an amazing second half against uh, Oregon. Almost came all the way back, and I'm going, wow, uh, that's a lot. They showed a lot of heart um, and a lot of, you know. And I think that bottom four or five days of goodwill until until Northern Illinois, but uh, you know, this is uh, this is going to be an interesting situation down there. Um, I, I'm going to throw just a couple topics about, and I, I hear this all. And I think we are all Heisman voters. Aren't we all Heisman voters? Yeah. We got four, four for four. And, and uh, every time I throw a Heisman, any sort of a Heisman thing, and I sort of get this about it's early, but I get so much pushback about, well, we shouldn't be talking about Heisman trophies. and Well, yeah, I agree, but as a Heisman voter, if I say something like, you know, not a good day for Sam Darnold or, or Josh Rosen out here at UCLA, uh you know i'm not i'm not awarding the trophy but i'm just saying you know look it looks like it's moved to, to to oklahoma for right now uh you know is is that such a terrible thing should i be you know you know strung up for mentioning the heisman in on in september no because
3: it's a, it's a it's a team first of all I, i'm firmly convinced that unless you really Unbelievable! It's a two-year award. It takes the public, it takes the people a year to get used to you, you being around, and then the, the push for TV, obviously in November, is a is a big deal. Um, well, Sam Donald set everybody up last year, so he was he was. I mean, he was coming in. I mean, everyone thought he was going to be the, one of the favorites. And conversely, uh, there's almost an anti, you know, Jackson thing for Louisville because he won it, you know, and he was tearing up. He was tearing up the the the, the country the first couple of games. With 400 yards in total offense, and you know, 500 yards. So all of a sudden, he goes national TV, and, and Clemson just shuts him down. Now he's almost dead meat. I mean, I, I think everyone's yep. like wrote him off the list completely.
0: Right. Well, and is is that unfair, or is that just the way it is?
3: It's it's, uh, it's both. I I think I think he can still pull it out, but it's gonna now he's gonna go. He's gonna now he's gonna do. He's gonna be one. He said he was. I mean, he's 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 in the second tier right now. He's gonna climb his way back in.
2: Well. Tell you what boys and girls I tell you right now ba- Baker Mayfield is your guy and it may be Baker Mayfield and Mason Rudolph playing in the Big 12 championship game for the Heisman trophy when all said Yeah for 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 us it could be their
0: their second meeting the way that right. the way that conference is working now they they play you know they moved the Bedlam Bedlam moved game it up. Yeah, to, they moved it up to early November cuz they didn't want the chance of them playing back to back uh, exactly. games which has happened and then but there's yeah, that's a really good point. they could play twice in the in the span of uh, you know three for or a month. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about well yeah for right now it looks like uh, Baker and Mason, but you know in two weeks we might be talking about somebody else. I you know you know we're not annoying we're not crowning anybody yet but yeah, I, I think it's okay to say that if that Lamar Jackson is out of it, uh, you know and that, and as Tom lucci wrote you know archie Griffin can can rest easy uh knowing that no one he's not gonna win it a second time uh this year but uh you you know this the silliness of of the the etiquette arbiters out there you know telling us what to do you know I'm tired of it I've had it anyway <laughs> let's move on uh i love i'd love uh um and tony brought this up. Earlier, it may have been off the air, but we're talking about, uh, you know, whenever somebody is on a hot seat, there's always a guy out there in a in a in a, a TV booth that's the next hottest candidate. We've or 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 somebody somewhere else. We've got to have this guy, uh, you know. And USC went through this, um, uh, you know. They've got we've got they've got to hire Kevin Sumlin or they got to hire Tom Herman. Um, and they've got to hire somebody else. There's always somebody else is better. And now uh, Tony, uh, Chip Kelly, you know, every time I go somebody plays a bad game in, in the SEC now, I hear Chip Kelly and you say, and you say you know, Bobby Petrino, uh, why are these guys and you know the next best thing?
2: You, you can absolutely set your watch by when there's an SEC coach that's had a bad week. It's either Bobby Petrino, or Chip Kelly, or John Gruden. Okay, John John Gruden's been involved. You know, I put, he, he, oh, we got we got to go get John Gruden. No. So and and John sits there and keeps working for TV and making more and more money every day. So yeah, you know it's 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 the attitude of the fans now. If we it's it's the Sabanization of college football. Okay, the, if you find the Nick. If you find a Nick Saban, you will be set up for life if you can keep him. And there, and everybody's convinced the guy they got. Well, he's no Nick Saban, and so let's go out and find the guy.
0: Well, there's you know, only there's and, only four uh, or five guys like that in the, in the world. And, right?
2: there, and there and there ain't too many Nick Sabans and Urban Myers, and that and that's fact.
0: There's one
3: out there now that's way that no one's talking about, but but I'm sure he's going to be back in the, in the picture within maybe at the end of the year or certainly by next year, and it's Bob Stoops.
1: I don't yep. think he's done. <laughs> well, I uh, think you take it the other way. I mean, we saw what Herman, how Herman made that move from Houston to Austin in, in, uh, you know, one easy route. Um, I think that the guy we're looking at, that was why I mentioned Purdue. If, if Purdue beats Michigan this week, watch Jeff Brom's name go up on the uh, coach O'Meter. He's the guy that came out of nowhere uh, for nineteen uh, for twenty seventeen. Well,
0: can he can he leave after uh, I I know the uh, this might be rhetorical, but can he leave after you know that short of stay? Is he uh, Todd Graham? I mean that 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 was Todd Graham's mo for a while. Uh, well,
1: well, Tony, you know, are there are there checkbooks at LSU that can make that happen? No, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs>
2: there, there 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 are four coaches. There are four schools in this league right now who are. Beyond, and, and I, that doesn't include Missouri, who's not very not very unhappy. Tennessee is very unhappy because of the way they lost one of those kind of games yet again. LSU's not happy. They said, "Oh my goodness, we hired this. He sounds like us, but he did not coach. He did not coach like us." Okay, uh, that that's an issue there. Kevin Sumlin at Texas A&M has got a real problem, and our and our buddy, the ever gregarious Brett Bielema, is in a real trouble at uh, Arkansas. So it's, it's going to be, it is going to be a crazy, crazy finish at the end. Not, not every, not everybody can get a new coach, but
1: you don't, they don't believe that,
3: Right. Hey, what about PJ Slack? I mean, he's had a good year so far too, hasn't he?
1: Well, yeah, he has. I, I you know, I've I neglected to mention him because I don't know that he hasn't had the, he, he hasn't done anything out of the ordinary yet with his, okay. with his squad. Um, but yeah, it's a good point. I mean, he's, He's definitely a candidate for flavor of the month if he wins a couple of
0: games he wasn't supposed to win. Right. Yeah, and uh, you know you, t- you mentioned Bob Stoops, and now, now I've I had I have fun. I mean, I have total fun with this, but you never know really what's going on. I mean, Jim Mora, uh, uh, you know, is is one loss. I mean, they play Stanford this week, and they're coming off a bad loss at, at Memphis. You know, Jim Mora has not beaten Stanford. UCLA has not beaten Stanford since 2008. If he loses that game, then you're going to get back into the, the hot seat. And every time I say, "Well, what about Bob Stoops sitting out there?" I don't think Bob Stoops would 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 consider UCLA. But what about Mrs. Stoops? I always go, "Well, what if Mrs. Stoops says, you know what, honey, I, I you know I want to, yeah, I always wanted to live in Beverly Hills, which is where UCLA is.'" Or <laughs> you know, if if the, if the if his wife is inter- interested in getting out of uh, of Norman, then I think it's possible. I don't think. He should do it, or would you know? I don't. I wouldn't recommend that job to very many people, just because of the the logistics of it and how expensive it is. But you know, you got to look at some of the other. You know, where are they at in their lives? You know, where is less miles at in his life? Uh, uh, whereas you know, Gruden I think just has his agent. Put his name out there every two weeks just to you know just to hear his name and uh, and keep it circulated. But he hasn't done anything. But you, know, you think Bob Stoops is going to move? Is going to be back? Anybody? Well, I uh,
3: no, because you mean you, you always have the, the Urban Meyer theory of a uh, burned out thing where he was he was burned out from Florida. You know, he, could, he wants to more coming with his family, and then he's on a plane to Columbus. You know, six weeks later. So. I believe Stoops that he wanted to spend more time. And his son is, is high, so he wanted to see his son and wanted to take a year off, and it's probably time for him to change. But I don't think I don't think he's I don't think he's done coaching. I don't think anyone thinks he's done coaching. Do yeah. You?
2: No, I, I I think I think at some point he, he's he's going to think seriously about coming back, and it could be after watching his boys graduate, he might think about it. Uh-huh. That, would be, that's, that would be it. See Tony,
0: that's what I'm talking about. Where where is he at? in his life where her are his kids or Blau and I went to see Kirk Ferentz uh how many years ago it was like 2005 right and we were in his office and we're basically saying you're gonna you know you're gonna get out of here you're gonna be back in the NFL But he goes I'm staying I'm telling you my my kids are in eighth grade or whatever uh, I'm gonna see them through they're gonna play here and you know what he was he he was right and uh yeah, so you have to. Where, where are you know? Where, where, where are his kids? Well, how does his wife feel? You know, where is he at in his
1: life? Um, well, uh, I can tell you, I can tell you where his son Brian is on his staff. Yeah, that was, the and c- there has been speculation that he's going to try and. Hand over the golden uh, Hawkeye scepter uh, at the appropriate time.
0: Yeah, so that was that was the kid he was talking about ten years ago, twelve years ago. That was probably ten years old, or I don't know, or, or, or fifteen. You know, um, so you, you got to look kind of behind the story and see, you know, where where these guys are at. And, and just for the record, I look up this statistics, since USC. Demanded that Clay Helton be fired and that they hire Tom Herman or whoever. You know he's twelve and zero. You know they say since the Utah loss uh, last year and Sam Darnold's uh, first start. So uh, you know all those USC fans that were demanding that they go out and, and, and get Kevin Sumlin or they get Tom Herman. Uh, well, you know he just beat Tom Herman on uh, uh, Saturday night. And I'm not a huge you know I, I'm not a huge Clay Helton fan, but you know the guy they're twelve and zero, and as long as as number fourteen is playing quarterback for them. They got a chance to to win every game, so uh, interesting stuff. Um, shock. I mean, I I can't. You know, I did a uh, <laughs> I did a ranking of the Pac-12 uh, yesterday, um, and it came up with two stunning. My first my first and second place team in the Pac-12. The first was San Diego State. They're the, they're two they're two and zero oh in the league, and there's no you know nobody else is 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 two and zero oh in the in the Pac-12, and, and Cal, I mean, I am this... You talk about things you didn't see coming. Oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, Cal is 3-0 and with wins over the ACC North at North Carolina and the SEC, Ole Miss, and I, I don't know how they're... I, I, that to me, Ole Miss scoring 16 points on Cal is, is almost impossible. I mean, the Washingtons last year scored... One hundred and twenty-two on Cal on consecutive weeks in November. Wow! Um, so I Justin Wilcox, r- really? I mean, uh, so, you know, sometimes you <laughs> and 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 of course, you know, they're playing, they're hosting USC uh, on Saturday, and what all you know, a month ago you would have laughed at that game, and now you are saying, "Wow, I am gonna, I might have to watch this." So well, it just it, Dude, it just,
3: take that with a grain of salt because I, 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 am telling you, you appreciate this. I looked at the Lions for this week. Carolina's playing Duke, right? Yeah. Right. This is football. Duke's the three point favorite.
2: That's right. Hey, Ooh. Let me tell you what <laughs> the, the, the guy that nobody talks about when they're mentioning these coaching uh, vacancies is David Cutcliffe. Absolutely. Yeah. David David Cutcliffe. This is his 10th or 11th year at Duke, which in itself is amazing. But he's told me he's not going to leave because he loves being at Duke. He can do what he wants to do. Uh, they can go to bowls now on a regular basis. And But David Cutcliffe has taken a Duke program that where nobody could win since Spurrier left in 89, uh, and they've been really, really consistent. And the fact that they're a favorite over – North Carolina, with all the resources that North Carolina has, speaks volumes. But yeah. uh, if you, but if you wanted somebody who knew how to develop a program and specifically how to recruit quarterbacks and develop quarterbacks, David Cutcliffe's your guy.
0: Right, 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 guy, right school. But he,
2: yeah.
0: it's kind of like you know David Shaw at Stanford. You know, it's like it's a good fit for that for that for what they're trying to do. Um, but may he might not fit somewhere else uh let's let 's kind of try to get out of this thing uh however we can and and uh herb what do you look you got some tell me about the uh the big games in the big ten and uh what are you looking forward to
1: well you know we got we got penn State at Iowa, yeah. and uh Penn state obviously you know is bowling over everybody they 've seen, but this will be their their first game out of uh state college and it 'll also be their first game again. Well, you know what—it depends on what you think of Pitt. But at any rate, I want to see what Penn State can do, and uh, Notre Dame is at Michigan State, and that's you know not a game that's gonna you know not a top twenty-five game, but that's a game that's really important for both sides, and I want to see what's going to happen there. I mean, those are those are the two, along with Purdue and Michigan. Uh, all
0: right, Blau, uh, what do you got? You got to make, uh, your BC Eagles, um, you know, coming off a. Uh... Uh, pretty bad the
3: performance against North today, yeah. Um, at
0: Clemson? At Clemson. How's at that going to go?
3: It's, this is, this is, this is, this is, uh, no one expects them to win. and They're 33-point underdogs. But, but the signs here for, for Boston College are, and Steve Dazio are really dangerous because everyone expects a blowout. Then they play at home against Central Michigan. And Central Michigan can beat them. And then they got Louisville and Virginia Tech back-to-back. That looks like a 1-7 start. And I was talking to some people from BC Ooh. last night. And they flat out told me. They said anything less than, than, than six and six is not going to do, it, and that you will be gone. Uh, and, and so that, there's going to be some interesting stuff happening in the next three weeks with the whole program folding once again at Boston College.
2: Chip um, Kelly.
0: Chip Kelly talks out of the side of his was, mouth. I'm
3: telling you, I mean, that name has been mentioned already because of his New Hampshire roots. And, right. And, and someone else said that. He, he's not married. Doesn't have any friends. So so we can just
2: not <laughs> in the
0: again. Like so, you know, okay. Nobody he's likes over. him. He doesn't have any friends. He's not married. He's no, a perfect. you know he's a pain in the ass to work with. He's perfect. He's a perfect. He's and, a perfect coach for Boston College.
1: Yeah. I like I, I like that thought a lot.
0: Oh man, oh, T- Tony Tony, you got some big ball games uh, yeah. uh, this week. Uh, uh, we'll, let's talk about a couple of them. Uh, Van, uh Alabama at Vanderbilt, uh, Vandy uh, is uh, maybe obviously one of the surprise teams in the SEC and, and nationally. But, you know, I think, you know, they're going to be able to – their defense is so good that they, they can make this a lower scoring game. Lower. I'm not saying they're going to win. I don't think they can score enough points. But is there any chance they can shock the Crimson Tide?
2: I think I think Vanderbilt's good enough defensively to sort of hang around a little yeah. bit, but the fact the fact of the matter is Alabama wears you down uh, over the course of a game, and that's what they'll do to Vanderbilt. Alabama's an 18 and a half point favorite. Of course, I've been so good at picking
3: games that's, that's,
2: lately. <laughs> <What's laughs> okay. uh, holy cow! You should go um, back. You need to go back to you need to go back to
0: over under, Tony.
2: Oh my goodness gracious! And t- sakes alive. Any, anyway, but yeah, yeah that. Vanderbilt has gotten off to a good start. Beating Kansas State at home last week was huge. Uh, SEC game of the week. Vanderbilt hadn't played in too many of those uh, <laughs> on, CBS, on CBS. I think so, Grantland Rice was it. Covered the last uh, the last one. Yeah, yeah and, and the, really, the, and the other game, and I'm going to go to this game on Saturday night. Mississippi State going to Georgia. Obviously, Mississippi State had the great win over LSU last week, but the story in the game. To watch is the quarterback from Mississippi State, Nick Fitzgerald. Yeah, grew grew up 20 miles south of Savannah, Georgia. He got he he did not get offered by Georgia. Matter of fact, he only got two scholarship offers: Middle Tennessee State and Mississippi State. Okay, and so now he is leading his team into Sanford Stadium to play the Georgia Bulldogs. Who didn't offer him a scholarship? Ooh. So that's going to be that's that's going to be pretty cool.
0: That's going to be oh yo! And there's another one on the ledger here that I think is interesting, given the, the the history of this series. Is Florida at Kentucky? Am I am is that am I correct?
2: Florida at Kentucky. Florida has won thirty consecutive <laughs> games against Kentucky. But even so, that that is only the fourth longest streak of consecutive wins. <laughs> <laughs> Notre Dame, Notre Dame over Navy, forty three in a row. Nebraska <laughs> over Kansas, thirty six in a row. Oklahoma over Kansas State, thirty two in a row. So that Florida over Kentucky is the fourth longest streak that but, anybody's had. But so,
0: but Kentucky is Kentucky up to this champ. I mean Kentucky just had a, a pretty good win. There.
2: Well, I was impressed with what Kentucky did last week by going into South right. Carolina. Everybody picked South Carolina. They were. South Carolina was at home. South Carolina had beaten NC State and Missouri to FBS teams and Kentucky fell behind 6 to nothing on a on a long touchdown pass first play of the game and then rattled off three long drives and scored 17 points in a row and took control of the game. So I think they've got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. The Gators, I'm telling you guys, the Gators aren't that good. I mean, they won the game. <laughs> they won the game they are. No nope, the news bulletin. Tennessee they won the game against Tennessee, and uh, on a hail mary pass, and Tennessee blew—I don't know how many chances to win that game. So, I think Florida will win the game because because of the overall talent. But I think Kentucky. I think Kentucky's looking forward to this game.
0: Is there any chance if Kentucky wins that the goalposts will come down? Any, I mean, any chance? I know
2: that you know they're very strained. Well, restrained. it's 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 a fifty thousand dollar fine from the SEC, but I think Ooh, they'll pay it. So.
0: Did, did did did, did old was that did that happen after Ole Miss beat uh, uh Bama a few years ago and took the goalpost down through yeah through Oxford and and, and, and and into frat houses and all sorts of stuff. I remember that's that
2: exactly exactly right. Archie Manning. Archie Manning has a a condo not far from the stadium. And he says <laughs> he said I was sitting on my front porch and here come the frat boys with the goalpost running down the street. So. <laughs>
1: How many minutes? Fifty thousand dollars. How many minutes would that dock off of uh, Nick Saban's uh, salary? Well, what about? I think Mark Stoops would would pay would would pay for that one. Uh, yeah,
0: that yeah. fifty thousand. Uh, I think they they would, they
2: would they would. I know the athletic director at Kentucky. I think he would gladly pay it.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: uh, and
0: and and swinging back west to pack. 12 after dark or in the daytime, we've had some, some great games that nobody's seen again in the East Coast, but there's been some wild ones. And I'm looking forward to – we mentioned a couple. We mentioned USC at, at Cal, which is a you know, surprisingly good game. We've got a rematch, Washington at Colorado, which is a rematch of the Pac-12 title game no one saw coming last year. Uh, you know, Colorado, everyone thought they'd go away, but they are 3-0. and And, uh, you know, Washington uh, uh, you know, looks every bit as good as they were last year. Um and, and another another surprise team the Oregon Ducks the Oregon Ducks are three and and0 and they went in I thought they were going to have trouble in Laramie uh, I've been to Laramie and I know it's hard enough to it's hard to breathe there let alone play a game at that seven thousand feet and the Ducks went in and just took out uh, the the Wyoming and, and Josh Allen their NFL quarterback uh, Willie Taggart's got a, got him playing a meaner. You know, they're the they're the mean Ducks. They're not the mighty Ducks. They, they turn into the mean Ducks. Uh, so I'm looking forward to Oregon at ASU, a, a program that's flailing. And Todd Graham is definitely in trouble at Arizona State. Um, and then again, I mentioned before, UCLA at Stanford. Uh, UCLA has not defeated Stanford since 2008. Uh, Jim Mora has nev- not defeated Stanford and Oregon in his tenure at UCLA. So another huge crossroads game for Mr. Mora, and I think we should probably wrap it up unless everyone's anybody got a, a you know a a word or a thought or of wisdom of clarity. Other than I got a
3: super upset, guys. I just so TCU and Oklahoma State.
0: Watch out! Oh wow! Oh, watch out! Okay, we we they're sneaking good. You know this is on tape, right?
3: I know. I'll, I'll go. With, I'll, I'll go with it. I'll
0: take the twelve five. How about how about this? A game. A game we didn't even mention. It used to be a pretty big game. Oklahoma at Baylor. Remember when that used to be a good game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take long. It doesn't take long in our sport for things for for good games to become bad games and bad games to become good games. I'll tell you that. Take the,
2: take the over. Take the over.
0: <laughs> oh, I take yeah. That you know that's like uh, Texas Tech. Uh, any game that Texas Tech. Uh, I don't care what the over under was at ASU Tech, uh, Texas Tech last week. I, it could have been two hundred. I would have taken over and, and, and took, took my chances. So anyway, uh, another good round of discussion. Until next week, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll enjoy the games this weekend, and we'll be back at you next Tuesday. I hope. Adios. Sir.